Hey everybody, I'm about to tell you uh, my whole medical story since last November, and I'm not going to spare you any details. Um, so if if you do not want to hear a lot of medical detail, yeah. um, skip this episode. It's not I, for you, baby. I gagged for real just once. <laughs> Welcome, spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. We are back and we have stuff to say. Did we lose less? You, we, you know what? It's not copyright and we sing it. That's parody. Oh, it's a parody. Yeah. It's a tribute. That's, we're covered under parody law, which is okay. how I tend to live my life. All right. Well, I was just imagining um, anyone who is like coming to this feed in the future who just, you know. Right. Who doesn't know that we were missing for like six months. Who doesn't know months. that we went on like a six month hiatus. Was it six months? because um, we were going to record this like november 7th it was like just under six months jesus christ it's like five months that is a fact that makes kate read sad so time has passed <laughs> yeah if you are listening to this out of order uh imagine that we're giving this actually in november but it's no longer november it is now almost fucking april and a it lot of april. shit has happened is it april it's april Sorry, I was in a coma and I recently had a stroke. Uh, so, like, time doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> it's April right now? It's April right now, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yeah. Uh, it's been a minute. Uh, yeah, and the reason it's been a minute is because uh, I almost died, like, yeah. a couple times. <laughs> yeah, what does that bring your tally up to? Four. Well, do we count the two strokes as one stroke or two strokes? If it's an event... So they were both stroke events. Okay. So the word stroke... I'm not a doctor. Why are you asking me? Right. The word (laughs) stroke actually means two different things. It's when a blood clot hits your brain, scars it, and prevents it from getting oxygen. But also it's a stroke event where you're like porky pigging it. Like... Or like you can't walk or like you lose the function of your left side of your body. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So it's April, huh? It's April. Mm-hmm. What is it, April? April. Oh my God, it's gonna be like uh, April tenth. Yeah, it's April tenth, isn't it? It Never. is exactly April. Yeah, April it's 10th. been April tenth. It's been April tenth all day. It has. Yeah. Yep. But it won't be tomorrow. You're right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, this is the episode that we were going to do back November seventh. I think it would have come to you like November twentieth. Yeah. But instead, on November twentieth, uh, I went this into would have a been stroke. Our Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, but yeah. instead I was almost, you know, I did a little trot, trot, Trotsky with the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, you asked what my total was. So, I mean, like of all time, like how many times have I almost died total I, or I just mean, like recently? I mean, in I, the last 18 months. Yeah. We'll give it that frame. Sure. In the last 18 months, I have died, al- almost died. <laughs> that almost is real important. <sighs> that almost. Uh, so, I have almost died of. The Wegners. Yeah. So when I had Wegners, we my kidneys were failing, but we didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I went in with, um, they finally did blood work on me when I went to the ER in uh, August of 2020. And my creatinine, which is a toxin that is in your blood until you pee it out. 
Mm-hmm. So my kidneys weren't working. They couldn't pee any of it out. My creatinine was a 25, yeah. which is the highest that most of the nurses I now know um, <laughs> have ever heard of where the person ended up living. For the record, the graph for creatinine uh-huh. stops at 26 because that's when you die. Um, so they had about 18 hours to save my life. Uh-huh. They pulled it off. Good job. that, um, And that I was in the hospital then for 20 days. Uh, I then spent... So that was August of 2020. Yeah. So then January of 2021, went yeah. in on Inauguration Day. Yeah. Um, I uh, went in with pulmonary embolisms. I had um, they were I had a one in four chance of living. Uh-huh. Pulled it off. You should honestly go to Vegas. <laughs> no, I think I shouldn't. See, like, okay, you could say I'm the luckiest or I am the least lucky. Yeah, it's depending, all depending on how you look at it. Yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, so that was... Um, I was in the hospital for only 11 days there because I, like, just refused to stop breathing. Yeah. Pretty good. Good job, me. Yep. Uh, and then I got COVID the following November. Yeah. And I almost died in the coma. Yeah. Um, and then I woke up and uh-huh. spent 114 days in the hospital. Yep. And then I had two strokes five days after I came home yeah, from that came first home. hospital run. We were like, yay, you're yay. Home. And then five days later, that's all, folks. Yeah. And uh, ended up in the hospital for, I think, just three weeks this time. Yeah. So, like... Oh, no, that's enough. <laughs> right. It's an amateur run. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, anyway, a lot has happened. So yep. we'll call it, let's call it four and a half. Like if I'm a cat, I've used up four and a half of my yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. But only, technically, I only had one stroke, but two stroke events from the one stroke. Because a stroke right. is not only the the events when you're porky-pigging it, but also it, when you look at the brain scan and you see the big blood clot in your brain, mm-hmm. that is the stroke. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Oh, Correct. Sure. It does not, but let's make it, let's make uh, it a thing. Yeah. Okay. So guys, I had to write down... <laughs> Stop oh yeah, take my pen away. Okay. You know the rule. Also, look how pretty the color is. It is it's gorgeous. I Thank love you. It. Mm-hmm. it almost ended my marriage. Okay. <laughs> <It's>, so uh, <laughs> I bought a bunch of pens for myself when I was working from home, and they work really well because I yeah. had to write a lot for my job. Yeah. And uh, Dan, I bought Dan last Christmas, not the Christmas I was in the hospital, but the Christmas previous, yeah. bought him a bunch of pens because Dan is a ballpoint pen destroyer. Oh. He likes to take them apart and put them together again until they no longer work. I used to do that in school. And what the pretend, fuck is the matter with you people? I used to pretend that I was like a really cool like engineer or some shit. And be like, I'm putting this thing together and now it works. I'm stupid. No, actually. To, like making shit. So like I need a win. Oh. <laughs> well, while I was hospitalized, yeah. Dan went through all of his pens. Oh. And he felt entitled uh-huh. to my pens. So he showed up with one of my pens. You notice all their pretty colors. It's This is a gorgeous... Like a magenta? Uh, magenta, yeah. yeah. He showed up with the orange pen from this set in his pocket. And I'm like, what you got there? It's a big jealousy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jealousy is the way to go. If you have to, if you have to write really fast and you're worried about smearing the words on the page, okay. jealousy. They did not pay us to say that. No. But, but, uh, anyway, know, reach so out to us. Dan was trying to ruin my pen set, and yeah. I will. There's only so many indignities I'm willing to suffer. Yeah. I'm at the end of my fucking rope as it is. Yeah. All right, speaking of my rope. So, if you hear me flipping through pages, it's because I literally had to write down everything. Because, first off, I wasn't there for most of it. Yeah. Like, it happened to me, but it didn't happen to the me who was paying attention. Mm hmm. 
Oh my God. There's so many people. I have to like, ugh. anyway. So, um, I got diagnosed with COVID on November 15th, uh-huh. opening day. If you're in Michigander. Yeah. It's rifle season for deer. Yeah. You didn't know that, did you? Uh, I've heard it. Before. Okay. <laughs> I didn't grow up here. I know a lot of like area schools would like get the day off. Oh yeah, that wasn't that wasn't me. Well, the reason they get the day off is because count will be so low. Yeah. Okay. No, I got that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> anyway, so um, I had a really high fever. Um, I was having trouble breathing. I was coughing a lot. When I first went to the hospital, the ER here in Grand Rapids, um, which is a pretty good, I mean, like I got to say our hospital system's pretty bangering and maybe I'm a little biased because they've saved my life four and a half times. Mm-hmm. It's a good hospital, but yeah. at that point in time, it was entering the height of the Delta crush. So yes. the Delta variant. Yeah, that was before Omicron. Yes. Uh, when I heard, a, hang on, put a pin in Omicron. We'll come right back, okay? Okay. So um, the hospital was so completely overwhelmed as it was, I sat in the waiting room for four hours, I believe. Jesus. Just waiting to like, get tested. Yeah. It was really bad, and I was wildly uncomfortable. And uh, finally, Dan and I went home until we got a call at like 2 a.m. And they were like, oh, hey, you have COVID. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Tight, 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 tight. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Loving the dream. Right, yeah. So we know because of my Wegener's vasculitis, which is a super rare autoimmune disorder that I have, which is what ate my kidneys. That's why I have to go through dialysis and stuff. So with my Wegener's, I have to do chemotherapy in mm-hmm. order to not let my... So Wegener's vasculitis <laughs> is a disease where your white blood cells go a little crazy and eat your veins. Yeah, yeah metal (laughs) so to stop that shit i have to do chemotherapy literally to suppress my immune system so that all my white blood cells die so that they can't i don't know treat my kidneys like an all-you-can-eat buffet yeah and my lungs and my nose my disease will eventually take my nose do you know that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's gonna crumple and flatten (laughs) flatten uh and then i'll have to get a rhinoplasty to look you know normal so (laughs) That's fun. I'm having a great time. Uh, get the Barbra Streisand. Yeah. Oh, that's a good nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So high fever. They were like, cool. You have COVID. Take care of yourself at home. Don't come back here. Like, unless it gets real bad. Well. Well. <laughs> ring a ding ding. Right. So um, it wasn't that the fever, the fever rotated between like 104 and 107. Oh, that's a real bad fever. Okay. Not my worst. You're right. Yeah. I, I had a hundred degree fever the other like week. And hey, I was I'm glad like, you're here. I'm kidding. Uh, and I felt like I was dying. So. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm dramatic. So I used to get like, like when I had mono, when I was a kid, I had a hundred and four degree fever and I was still pitching softball. Mm-hmm. I hallucinated that afternoon because my fever was so high. Oh God. I thought I was like in a chat conversation. Like with AIM instant messenger. <laughs> While I was that's lying on my couch. Are. Yeah, that's exactly how I aged myself. Um, anyway, so um, they they get me in. They're like, you know, you're probably going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, take care of yourself. Um, and they, when I come back with 107 degree fever, they're like, psych, you're admitted now. Yeah. And uh, so I was doing really well at first. Um, so that was Monday and they were like, ah, you're probably going to be home by Friday. Don't worry about it. Like your fever's come down you're breathing on your own. Everything seems to be fine. You're moving around. Okay. Uh Well, then the weekend happened. (laughs) So, um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, um, by Monday I was in the coma. 
Yeah. So when I say in the coma, so the organic comas happen, like if you have, like if you were diabetic and you have high, high blood sugar mm-hmm. or low, low blood sugar, I don't know how it works. I don't know. You can slip into a coma because your body just can't deal anymore. Sure. So I was not in that kind of coma. I was in a medically induced coma. They gave me paralysis drugs and sedatives enough to mm-hmm. like put me under where I could not get up. Yeah. Like, not, like, physically up. Like, I could not open my eyes. Mm-hmm. People would talk to me. I would have no fucking idea. Yeah. Um, so, paralysis drugs, I spent, um, I got ventilated right away. Obviously, because of the paralysis drugs, I couldn't move my own diaphragm to, like, mm. breathe in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the they put me on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. So, a ventilator is not a trachea. These are different. The reason okay. that I'm not talking to you like Stephen King is Stephen, because Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. <laughs> Steve, that's shut up. I just had a stroke. No, I know. <laughs> P.S. I'm gonna play that card forever. <laughs> I earned it, right? Like yeah. I fucking earned it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so Stephen Hawking. Um, so when people have um, a trachea, that's when they probably have to have like a feeding tube as well. It's where they cut a hole in your throat and like insert the tube into your lungs that way. Mm-hmm. In my case. Uh, they inserted it through my open mouth, like I just, ah, like that. Yeah. And um, it was a tube that was probably about like an inch, inch and a half wide. So not huge. You could get it down. Um, <laughs> I heard the joke. You're all going to hell for that. <laughs> <laughs> you would be merciless if I had said that. It's true. <laughs> you right. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Okay, so I did eventually get a feeding tube that went through my nose. It was mm. the worst thing that ever happened to me. Far and away the worst experience of this entire experience. Yeah. Um, be, being fed through a feeding tube is absolutely awful. Um, you feel the sensation of your stomach getting full. Um, sometimes you can even taste what they're feeding you, but not with your mouth. You, like, breathe yeah. out the flavor. Yeah, yeah, because it goes down the it same totally tube. It totally misses. Yep, exactly. But then it misses all your taste buds. It's awful. Ugh. It is literally the worst thing um, we're going to come back to that when we get to my section here on roid rage. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, so, um, we, uh, I was 15 days on the ventilator. I was actually in the vent, on the vent longer than I was in the coma. Wow. So for the coma, I was only down for 10 days, but they were really bad 10 days. So the, mm-hmm. the week of Thanksgiving, when yeah. you guys were all being so kind with the TRS for Kate stuff and uh-huh. Dan was making all those posts about how I was doing, yeah. uh, they were, especially on Thanksgiving, low-key sure I was gonna die so they actually brought doctors in who knew Dan to like sit with him and pray with him my my kidney doctor came and like cried with Dan every single day so like god bless Dr. Plattner yeah um but anyway um I did not die spoiler alert (laughs) um and I fought the vent every step of the way (laughs) like I was like um, the, for the full 15 days, like it would try and push air into me and I would kind of sputter it out and like, fuck you machine. I'll breathe when I want to goddamn breathe. <laughs> um, they did in that time do what's called proning. So that's where they take a person who's oh. on a ventilator and they turn you on your stomach. They put your arms above your head and they point your toes behind you. We're going to come back to those facts. Hmm. Um, so um, in that 10 days, as I was starting to, like, at the end of the coma, I could kind of hear people and respond. Uh-huh. So Dan would be like, um, you know, oh, raise your, raise your, raise your eyebrows, raise your eyebrows. Uh-huh. And, um, I eventually got annoyed with that. <laughs> and, uh, that's when I gave Dan the finger, which he 
you know, gloriously posted about. It's a good sign. And that's, yeah. And that's when the taunting began. Yeah. That's, that's, that's when we knew she was coming back. Um, and it really was the big sign that like, I was still in there. My brain worked. My personality was still there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when they started bringing me slowly out of the coma. You don't just boom, you're out of the coma. Like they show on TV. Yeah. That is horseshit. It's like a week long process. Really? You're sad to do work. <laughs> and it's, so annoying coming out of a coma like if you're used to being able to trust your brain coming out of a coma sucks because you don't know what's real and what's not real Uh in the coma um i was trying to make sense of things that were happening Uh so you guys might remember that dan set up a phone line for people to call and like leave me voicemail messages so dan then would take a bluetooth speaker place it on my chest mm-hmm. and have me listen to the voicemail messages. So thank you to everybody who called in. Um, friends from around the world called in. Uh, people yeah. I'd never met. It was amazing. So my brain tried to make sense of that in the only way it knew how mm-hmm. um, by assuming that all those people, that I was just like hearing things from the universe, like people yeah. praying for me and stuff. And uh, I made it very, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, the little galaxies Yes, talking. the little galaxies talking at the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah. oh, a bunch of people down there are praying for George Bailey. George Bailey. Oh, it's me, God. Can you send me down? <laughs> yes. Yes. Nice. That's literally exactly what it was like. Yeah. Um, and, like, I thought I could hear people praying for me who, like, didn't leave messages. Like, I heard my, my home church, which is Chapel Hill United Methodist, like, I heard them praying for me. Yeah. And, like, maybe that really happened. I don't know. Um, I don't Who's know. To say? Who's to say? Um, probably though, that's just the way my brain was trying to make sense of it. Um, I also, um, was in a bed that would, um, hiss and click. Mm-hmm. It sounded to my coma brain like somebody was walking around the bed and they would drag one foot and then click a high heel. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Well, so my coma brain decided not to be scared with it. That's good. Um, and decided instead that it was the goddess Freya and she was walking around Aww. my bed. I know. That's dope as hell. It was very dope. Um, and she was there to protect me mm-hmm. from whatever was trying to take me away. Sure. Um, but like Dan's, I was telling Dan, like when I was coming out of the coma, I was like, could you tell her to sit down? And he's like, who? And I was like, Freya, her high heel keeps making this clicking noise and it's making me insane. And he's like, Freya? And I was like, yeah, you know, the goddess. And Dan's like, it's just me, babe. And we're like, well, could you sit down and put your take your could high you heels off? Please take off your kinky boots. Right. He's like, that's just your bed. Oh, okay. It can't be stopped. So I also had this recurring dream that lasted about a week like i was aware of time Uh like happening outside because people would come and like poke me Mm -hmm. and like hey kate you know we're gonna do the feeding Uh it's like i could hear all that shit yeah and then at the same time have you ever seen the movie spy kids (laughs) i don't know (laughs) okay for those of you who are a little bit younger (laughs) there was a movie spy kids i did not see it for my own enjoyment i took my babysitter kids to it gotcha and it has a point where alan cumming yeah. Who I love. Yeah. Uh, was the uh, bad guy, kind of, okay. of that movie. And he makes these little finger guys who walk and talk backwards. And they're what they're saying is, Floop is a madman. Help us. Save us. Floop is a madman. Help us. Save us. Terrifying. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so those guys were in my dream. And I was... In my dream, uh, I was a real estate executive who was working on buying properties uh, to turn into resorts, which used to be a dream of mine. And um, I was um, buying especially old windmills and all of the windmills had like a Discovery Kids Zone inside of them. 
And those little finger guys would be running around oh, on all no. the toys and like in the ball pits. Oh. Loop is a man, man, help us, save us. And I had to like find a key to like free them. And I, I no, I'm telling you, it really was that crazy. And yeah. I was outside of my corn fed mind. Like it was bad. I I just mm, yeah. yeah. When you find yourself in times of trouble, spy kids. Right. Ellen coming comes to me. Speaking words of wisdom. Floop is a madman. Help us. Save us. Yeah. That was pretty much my whole week. Um, so at that point in time, I was coming out of it enough that I could start to use my right arm. So my right arm, shout out to my right arm. Oh. She's been there for me through a lot. Yes. Um, so with my right arm, I could start to sign things. Yeah. So I know a little bit of American Sign Language, thanks to my friend Gina, who is a listener to the podcast. Um, and... Um, I did also, when I was a kid, I learned American Sign Language uh, through a book called The Handmade Alphabet, which is a beautiful illustrated what? watercolor book of every letter in the alphabet. So, like, the the symbol for A, mm. they're holding a bunch of asparagus. And it's really nice. And so that's how I learned all the letters. Uh, and so I would spell things like call Doris, but fucking nobody knows sign language. Yeah. And so they were trying to figure out what I'm doing. And they were, like, trying to learn all these poor nurses in the ICU. It was like the movie Arrival. Oh, God, we tried so hard. And then, I, but I was tired, and I would get frustrated, and I would yeah. get confused. So, like, Dan was trying to play. Dan literally set up a whiteboard yeah. and was trying to play, like, hangman with me. Yeah. Like, as I, he, like, guessed letters. But I would get mad at him when he wasn't figuring out very basic shit. <laughs> like, I got him through C-A-L-L. And then I start with D-O-R, and he's like, call door. Obviously, the only door he could call is my grandmother, Doris. <laughs> and he was like, call Doris? And I went, ugh, instead of yes. Like, yes, you fucking idiot. But because I was so... Part of it was that I was frustrated because I had so many steroids in my system. I was on... Yeah, I had, I had roid rage like a <laughs> motherfucker. People were pissing me off. I was still actively trying to shake out all the tubes in my body. Uh-huh. Um, like, I was like, I would sign, like, take out tube, and they would figure it out. And they're like, oh, we can't do that yet. And so I would violently shake my head and torso mm-hmm. in order to make the tube fall out. By the way, that's not great. <laughs> um, I mimicked that activity today, like, because Dan and I were going over everything that happened. And he was uh-huh. like, if you could never do that again. Yeah. Because it, like... It was like PTSD for him. He like went back to Nam the minute I yeah. shook my body like that. Like I was just laying in a bed. Like I'm not connected to anything right now. And I was just did this and he was like, please never do that again. <laughs> like I it really upset him. I completely understand. Yeah. Poor Dan. Can just yeah. like one second. Can we just say like poor Dan. Uh, he did a lot. Thank God for Dan. Thank God for Dan. Uh, so we're at the roid rage. Um, I'm tired. I'm confused. I'm coming out of the coma. I have forgotten I married to Dan. Yes. This is your part of this story. Oh, yeah. This was a fun. Yeah. Um, so these nurses, I'm yeah. awake. Uh, it's like December 11th. Pretty close to my birthday. Oh, yeah. It was around then. So on my birthday, December 12th, I started making like memories again and I could like mostly remember my life. Um, so on December 11th, when they're telling me all these great things, they're like, oh, your husband did so much for you. You know, oh gosh, he's, yeah, he's really tall and he was here helping us and he helped like change he's you. He's really and... tall? Is that what they said? Yes. I mean, he is really tall. <laughs> I know. Like in fair, but like he was so big, like, cause he's yeah. a, like, Dan's a fairly big dude. Uh-huh. Um, like he's, he's perfectly capable of yanking me around. Like he can ragdoll me. Okay. Um, which is surprising. <laughs> 
I intended to be able to beat him in any fight, but no, <laughs> we'll actually. Get to that. Yeah, right. right. That's a goal. Right. Speaking of roid rage. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so um, he was like helping like flip me over. Yeah, and yeah. like when they couldn't like keep up with stuff, Dan was there. And then he set up this voicemail for people to call and he played all those things. And so like, you know, the ICU nurses were there along every step of the way. Right. Like listening to all him, like to him do all these great things. All of these people, especially my friend, uh, oh gosh, so many of my friends participated in tiaras for kate uh-huh. i can't even begin to thank everybody who participated um so you know they were telling me about that and they're sitting here and they're saying he's like so great and i was like no fucking way in hell would somebody that great marry me which i know says some things about my secret self-confidence yeah. um so i actually i had to whip out my phone yeah. and text jen yeah and I believe I texted you, is Dan real or yeah. is he somebody we made up for the show? But I like prefaced it with like, don't make fun of me. I literally do not know. Like this isn't a joke. I can't parse what's real and what isn't. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh yeah, Dan's real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so like I went on Facebook later and I looked through our wedding album and I was like, oh yeah, okay. I remember marrying I remember this, guy. this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming back <laughs> coming back to me now (laughs) yeah so uh unfortunately for dan's ego he walked in as i was once explaining Uh, you know like oh he does all these great things and he's so handsome and then i couldn't see who was walking into my room like the fans went up and like the lights like went to spot there was was uh glitter shimmer yeah exactly and dan dan's ego has never recovered (laughs) it's fine so i'm coming out um, trying to make sense of stuff, um, doing sign language, really frustrated. Uh, so, roid rage. I was on so much prednisone. Prednisone is my least favorite drug of all times. Yeah. Uh, so, prednisone I've been on for every time that I almost die. So, I have, first off, a bad association with yeah. it. Um, but it's a it's an anti-inflammatory. Um, so, you know, it calms my white blood cells down. Mm-hmm. But it makes everything above your heart swell like mad. That's why I still look so fucking puffy. Like, it's going to take months like six months for me mm-hmm. to stop being affected by prednisone yeah um the last time i was on prednisone after the wegners um my shoulders got so swollen and puffy that i got new um stretch marks uh-huh. and they got so big they're about as wide as my pinky and they they kept continuing to stretch and stretch and stretch to the point that they started to bead blood uh. like my skin was just splitting yeah yeah um so then we i was finally like can somebody take me off of this can we like be done now <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me. That's hello. Um, deciding that I'm done with a drug is going to come up again in this conversation. Um, so hold on to that thought. Um, so I'm back online December 12th. Um, I had amazing nurses. They were all really good to me. Like all the blood. I was at Le Hotel Blage. Uh, um, I had amazing care. It's not. It, it's a hospital. It's that you're right. making yeah. a cute name. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Not it's everyone... called Blodgett Hospital. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Not everybody's from Grand Rapids. Um, <laughs> Blodgett Hospital in Grand Rapids. Great hospital. I was on the fourth floor. I had, first off, a, you a room. an amazing view. I know. I looked out right out over Fisk Lake. It was lovely. Um, all of my, like, the, they, all the staff people were super wonderful and kind, and they really took care of me, which was difficult because I woke up with a fun little disease called C. diff. <laughs> so C. diff um, is actually a bacteria that lives in your abdomen, and uh, you probably have it right now, but so long as it's not been given the opportunity to just grow it at an amazing rate and infect you, um, it's probably fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was not so lucky. <laughs> so my C. diff was given an opportunity to have run of the place. Mm. And uh, what that causes... Run being the keyword. Run being the keyword. <laughs> C. diff causes just hot, fresh shit lava every hour on the hour, whether you... My sphincter wasn't even involved. Like, I could shit myself and not know. Like, I would be, like, sitting in feces. Yeah. And people would be like, what's that smell? We're going to check you. And I'm like, no, I haven't shit. I would know. And they were like, psych, you are full of shit. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so I think every single person on the fourth floor of uh, Blodgett Hospital has seen my downstairs. Seen you downstairs? I got real comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah. I just had to deal with it eventually. There was nothing to be done. Yeah. Um, so I had C. diff so bad, it actually lasted about six weeks. It was actually one of the reasons that I was denied uh, moving on to rehab hospitals. I was mm-hmm. well enough. I was like medically stable for almost two months yeah. before I was able to move on to a hospital where I could do rehabilitation. Right. So first I was in COVID coma. Then I was in what we call C. diff jail, where you are not allowed to go. Every time anybody came in my room, they had to wear like a yellow trash bag Mm -hmm. because C. diff is hugely contagious. Yeah. And like it could have traveled all the way around that floor and then everybody would have just been like mountains and fountains of shit. Yikes. Forever. Yikes. So um, I had developed C. diff while I was in the coma and... um, you know, shitting yourself while you're in a coma is not great. So they they gave me what is called a Digna shield, which is effectively a tube in your ass that they inflate so that they catch everything inside your rectum. Um, one of my nutritionists, who was also a nurse, was with me when they put that in. And uh-huh. basically they let the newest nurse Why? put it in. Because all hospitals right now are run by people who are under the age of 30. Gotcha, yeah. Like, so many nurses have burned out because of this. Um, I was always amazed by how young the people who were taking care of me were. And, I mean, they were wonderful. Again, Mm -hmm. cannot state this enough. Oh, yeah, I heard you have a bunch of converts to the show. Yeah, so Dan brought in a bunch of our pins, (laughs) and he just started handing them out to nurses. That's so cute. And they're wonderful people. Hi. We love you guys. Um, thank you for keeping me alive. And I'm sorry about all the times you had to wipe my ass. Yeah. Um, so, um, mm, yeah, they're all hospitals right now because people are so burned out. Like, everybody who's in it, like, just graduated from the field. Mm. Uh, my mom made friends with my ICU nurse. We will come back to her. Okay. Um, I don't know. Lots of young people taking care of me. Um, and they were all wonderful. Um, but I had roid rage so bad that I wasn't always nice to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the part of it was that they didn't know my humor. Yeah. So like I just woke up from the coma. I had just been able to talk again and I just couldn't, um, not enunciate. What is intonate? You know, like if I'm making a joke, I'll go oh, to a really yeah, flat voice like this. Yeah. It's like typing. You yes, know? exactly. So I was stuck in flat voice Kate for a really long time. Uh, I could not like, oh, hi, everybody. Like, I just couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, so um, I would make jokes, but they didn't sound like jokes. <laughs> <laughs> they just sounded incredibly Hey, you real piece of shit. <laughs> right. So um, in the middle of me being changed, which was like sometimes a six person operation. Yeah. Um, this guy walks in and he's got short cropped hair, uh, has very pale hair. And short cropped on one side and kind of longish on the other that he gels over. Okay. And so he walks in the room and I'm like joking to cope. And I'm like, who let in the Hitler youth? Oh, I was about to make 
that same joke. <laughs> yup. And oh. all he heard was me accusing him of being a Nazi and he walked right the fuck out. Oh, no. <laughs> so I had to like make up for that later when I was like in my right mind again. Yeah. There was also um, somebody, uh, I'm not going to say her name because what I'm about to say isn't nice. I woke up with incredible nerve damage yeah. and wild pain yeah. anytime anybody touched me. And, um, this nurse would not stop fucking touching me casually. Uh-huh. She'd like walk by and grab my foot. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, I hate you. Please leave this room. <laughs> like, and like, I never, you guys know me never in my life. I can't even yell at telemarketers, but you, I, the yeah. Roy Bredge, the, the prednisone, like yeah. it was, it made a monster of me. My mom came to visit and my mother has this thing about natural light. She fucking loves natural light. <laughs> and I wanted to be left in my room to like, everybody's like, Oh my God, look at what's happening outside. I couldn't see it. I couldn't sit up to see it. And they were just pissing me off. Yeah. So I told my mom if she fucked with the curtains one more time, I was going to put her in a home. <laughs> or worse, I would put her in a bad home. <laughs> I just woke up mean yeah. as the day is long. <laughs> I don't mean that. Shout out to my mom. My parents rule. Yeah. <laughs> and my poor mom, her birthday is Thanksgiving. Aww. So like my Dan had to call her on her birthday and be like, it seems like Kate's going to die. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. But surprise, I pulled a W out. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put a pin in Dan saying things to my mom when I have emergencies. <laughs> We're going to come back to that. <laughs> um okay so um, oh god i know uh so we've got the c diff um the c diff i'm shitting myself every hour on the hour sometimes more frequently every time it's a whole operation um and uh, i told you they put in that digna shield to catch all the shit well they did it wrong Mm. and they effectively put a small pokey tube not small like a centimeter or two wide okay and they drove it through my intestines. Yeah. They created eight new holes in my intestines. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as the C. diff is going on, all of a sudden, huge amounts of blood start oh pouring out God. of my asshole. Oh, that's the worst. Yep, 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 oh, yep. God. And I had a nurse that night who hated me. Oh, no. He wasn't from there, and I was panicking because I was yeah. like literally hemorrhaging like they had to give me four units of blood yeah it's a lot of blood yeah. i lost a lot of That's blood four um, and like i was aware of it like i could feel myself kind of like stay Getting like woozy. fighting to yeah. stay awake yeah and i was like mm, that's not good <laughs> and so i was panicking yeah it's the middle of the night and this guy's like you need to calm down and i was like i don't think i can sir <laughs> and again i was roid raging so i was like you need to shut the fuck up <laughs> just get me somebody who does know what's going on so we can get this solved so they took me down to nuclear medicine and the nuclear medicine people were super nice that's good they were like it's okay that you're panicking just like we're gonna put on i think yeah the movie bridesmaids oh. Is that a good movie? That's... And I was like, I don't know. Can I have some water? And they're like, we can't give you any water in case we have to do surgery. Uh-huh. And I was like, change your idea because I need some water. And so they got me all these little sponges that were mint flavored. And they would stick a like inch long sponge in water and let me suck and chew on it. Uh-huh. And I had like 12 of those. And every time the guy's like, I can't give you any more. And I was like, give me another, please. And he was like. Mm, okay because <laughs> it was the only thing that was keeping me calm was having these little things to bite yeah. and chew on and suck water and i like otherwise they had to do a super long examination of my torso it took like two hours like i literally watched all of the movies Bride- bridesmaids while uh-huh. on this wildly uncomfortable table hemorrhaging a yeah. lot of blood every so often they would come over like 
oh. And, like, that's so bad to hear. <laughs> don't want to hear that. Right. It was the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I was alone. Dan wasn't there. I had no idea what's going on. And there was blood pouring out of my ass along with a wild amount of shit. Oh, God. That's okay. scary as hell. Oh, my God. So I had to have an emergency surgery, like, two days before Christmas, I think. Okay. Somewhere in there. Um, where they had to send a scope up my ass and just like cauterize all those holes. There were eight holes. They took photos of all of them. I do have them all. (laughs) In the little album? Uh, I do have them. Well, actually, uh, eventually, uh, (laughs) dear friend and uh, friend of the show, Bridget Haley, is probably going to turn them into Christmas uh, Christmas, uh, images. What did you do on your Christmas break? Here you go. Butts and guts, baby. You should have like a little PowerPoint presentation and like slideshow. Do you know whose mother? Do you know what... (laughs) No, not that song. Uh, so it was her mother's idea initially. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, Bridget, you're from the best people. Yes. And so we stole that idea from her mom. So anyways, they, they get my asshole closed up, basically. Yeah. Um, and then we're just in, still in C-diff jail waiting for the C-diff to end. Um, I kept asking people, did I shit myself? And they were like, oh, no, so honey. There was, a, well, there was a note on my wall to yeah. not tell me because I was taking it really hard. Oh. And they were like, no, no, nothing's going oh. on. And then they would change me. And I'm like, you guys are liars. You're bad liars. So eventually I got feeling back in my butt and they couldn't lie to me anymore. Oh. Um, but that was, it was still really rough. Um, so I would, um, once I could, once I could feel everything again, uh-huh. um, I would know and I would ring for somebody like, guys, I'm sorry, we need to get changed again. Like I'm sitting in human feces. Yeah. Um, but because the hospital was so completely overwhelmed by all these people who, primarily were not vaccinated mm-hmm. um they could not get to me i would sometimes be sitting in it for like an hour depending on what was going on it was never ever their fault yeah. um so but you know it was just circumstances were what they are in november december and january with covid God, and delta yeah. being so high um actually dan was asked um to be um a witness to mm-hmm. a couple signing of documents um so when somebody goes into a coma they have to assign a power of attorney to somebody, somebody to make their decisions while they're incapacitated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has to be witnessed for legal reasons by somebody who's not from the hospital and who's not um, like the family member who is getting that power. Right. So an impartial third party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the hospital knew that Dan was there all the time because Dan never left my side. And so they'd pull him into rooms and have him sign. And we would always like, you know, because you would learn like the person's name and stuff. Mm-hmm. You couldn't help but learn that stuff. And the majority of them did not survive. Nice. So I, I should say that when they put you in a COVID coma and they put you on a ventilator, that is a Hail Mary pass. Mm-hmm. You are at that point in time, especially if you're over my, so like I'm 34. Um, they gave me 50-50 odds to make it out. Um, people who are in their 60s have much worse odds yeah so um it was a hail mary pass for me um so yeah dan had a lot to handle um now all that time when i'm in bed at this point in time i've been in bed for about two months without being able to get up at all like Mm -hmm. not at all couldn't sit up couldn't Mm -hmm. make the bed sit me up right terrible so when you're down like that your blood your heart gets used to pumping blood laterally Sure. So you cannot stand up without getting incredibly woozy and yeah. dizzy. It's called orthostatic hypotension. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's you start to faint. Um, also, you have severe muscle atrophy. Every one day you spend in bed being sick takes five days of movement mm. to recover. Mm-hmm. So, 
I have, it's been almost six months. Yeah. I still cannot walk by myself. Yeah. I cannot use my left arm. Uh-huh. Um, so while I was proned, especially when they put my arms over my head and my feet behind me, they actually shredded my nerves mm-hmm. in my my tibial nerves on both legs. So um, can you inside your, well, you're wearing socks right now, but with your feet, can you point your toes up to your nose? Like lift your toes yeah. up. Yeah, I cannot yeah. do that. Mm. So you use that motion to put on shoes. You use yeah. that motion to walk. Yeah. I uh, can't do any of it. Um, so I can't do that. I also have what's called a brachial plexus injury. So your mm-hmm. brachial plexus is the nerve system that controls your arms, shoulder, and scapula. Okay. Uh, it runs out from the side of your neck kind of through your arm, arm, across underneath your armpit. Um, So by having my arms above my head for mm, three days, we shredded some nerve in there. Mm. Now, the good news is that eventually these nerves will regrow. Um, I was evaluated by lots of great doctors. We even did something kind of rad called an EMG. Um, An EMG is... um, shocking yourself i was gonna say it's electromagnetic a, yeah it's yeah. a it's actually not magnetic um the m is microphone oh. so they have this needle um and it's probably a 15 gauge so it's about the size of the interior of that pen sure. maybe a little smaller and there is a teeny tiny micro microphone mm-hmm. inside the needle and then it goes hello my baby <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my daughter. You know, uh, they would jam it into my muscles and listen. Uh-huh. So when your nerves are working, it makes a sound like static on a radio. So mm. they would jam it into my fingers on my left-hand side. My right side is great. Left side is fucked. Um, and when I moved my fingers, it would go, mm-hmm. and you could hear it. Mm-hmm. So if the muscles wouldn't respond, your body still sends electric signals that the microphone would interpret, but okay. it wouldn't be controlled sure. because the nerve is broken. Yeah. And so when the nerve is broken, like they jammed it into my bicep, my bicep does not work at all. I cannot lift a fork to my mouth. I cannot brush my own hair, so hair, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when they jammed the, the microphone in the needle into my arm, um, it was um, just random bursts of sound, mm. just totally random okay. because the nerve is trying, the electrics are trying to push through, but there's no highway for them to go on. Gotcha. So if there's no highway for cars and everybody just starts off-roading, mm-hmm. you'll find cars in random spots, yeah. right? Okay. So that's the EMG. Um Around this time, I was being evaluated by a lot of different doctors um, to try and go to different rehab units. Mm-hmm. Um, rehab options were limited one because of my size Mm -hmm. I'm a person who's very large um, and so they were like we don't have any tools that will be strong enough to hold you Mm -hmm. Um, fortunately in Grand Rapids there is a hospital called Mary Freebed Rehabilitation Hospital Um, Mary Freebed is the best rehabilitation hospital in the state Mm -hmm. 11th best in the country yeah and so um, they're one of their best doctors, Dr. Vandenberg, uh, took an interest in my case uh, because my diseases are so rare and my care is so complicated. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Fun challenge. Well, actually, doctors fucking love looking at my chart. They're like, 
Ooh, I've never heard of this disease. And I was like, cool, let me tell you about that's, it. And they're like, yes. <laughs> no, really, super. Um, my first day with the Wegners when I was coming down off of being so sick, um, they every doctor, especially every young doctor in the hospital came in to ask me questions. Yeah. Um, because they will probably never see another case like mine in their lifetime. You're like a celebrity. Um, in almost every way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a really rare disease. And so he took he took a great interest. He's a really fantastic doctor who... Um, explained things in a wonderful way. Um, he was uh, very interested in making sure I knew what was going on mm-hmm. because, like, at that point in time, my brain was back. I was just a little bored. Uh, I watched so much Guy Fieri. <laughs> I literally, like, every time I'm in the hospital, I rely on Guy Fieri to get me through. Like, he's like my comfort totem. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I'm sure he would love that, too. Oh, yeah. I, I intend on telling him someday. Yeah. Um, like, hey, you've gotten me through some real shit. <laughs> Actually, I've talked to a lot of people in hospitals and they all agree. Like all the Guy Fieri shows are super fucking comforting. Yeah. Like they're just kind of low stakes and friendly and like it's not a bunch of drama. Totally see that. Yes. It was amazing. Um, So anyway, um, yeah, they start um, evaluating me for Mary Freebed. They also sent Dr. Hort and I don't care if he ever hears this. That man was so fucking hot. (laughs) It was... Every time I saw it, I actually started yelling at some of my hotter doctors. Um, there's a, one of our kidney doctors, and he he they all rotate through, so you meet all of them if you're in the yeah. hospital long enough. And he was so fucking hot. I was like, you're not allowed to come in here anymore. <laughs> like, mess up your hair. You look like a model. The, I, look, I am sitting in human shit, and my mother just hacked off all my hair. Oh, I, we had to hack off all my hair um, because um, when I was in the coma, I was rolling around a lot, and it basically turned my hair into a huge rat's nest that yeah. was stuck on top of my head. Yeah. So we had to cut it all off. My mom basically did it with, like, plink, pinking shears. Like, it's... It had to happen. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, I need, I, it needs to be shaped. I can't brush it. I can't style it. It is, whew, I am looking rough as fuck, guys. It's fine. <laughs> doesn't matter. My mother's really upset about it. She, like, mourns my hair all the oh. time. She talks about it. And I was like, shit, Sharon, we can go to, like, the other side of the tracks and just buy more hair. Like, it's fine. You can buy hair. You can, you can buy it on Amazon. You can buy real human hair on Amazon. Yeah. Also, short hair is fine. <laughs> short hair is fine. Um, it is not a look on me. Because my hair is super curly. Yeah. And so short hair on me makes me look like I recently escaped an insane asylum. Like I was on the grippy sock vacay. (laughs) So, yeah, it's not a good look. Um, It doesn't matter. Um, So uh, we were talking about atrophy. I was wildly atrophied. I Uh actually, I had just gotten a new phone and... um, I, I'm one of those people, like, I'm, like, secretly 60, so uh, every cell phone I have goes inside a wallet, like a leather you case. Know, that is a boomer move. I know. I know who I am as a person, Jeffrey. As your elder millennial. Yeah. <laughs> Jen's almost Gen Z, so she doesn't understand That's a lot about what all. I do. I am smack dab in the middle of millennials. Well, it feels, you feel very young to me. How, like, Anyway, um, I could not, even with my strong right arm, strong being mm, a relative term, yeah. uh, I could not pick up that cell phone. It was too heavy. I had to revert back to my older, smaller phone because I could pick it up. Maybe you took the huge fucking wallet off. But then it. I would drop it because I, I don't have the dexterity to oh, hold it. You need a pop socket. Probably true. Um, probably still true. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, things were a mess. I could not sit up without fainting. Um, it was a huge effort to get me to sit up on the edge of the bed. Um, which brings me to my first therapist. Her name was Lindsay. I called her crazy eyes. I loved her a lot. She came in, she like stuck her face in my, in my face. And she was like, you're going to sit up today. I was like, the hell I am bitch. And she was like, no, you are. And she had this, um, she was one of the leaders at Blodgett for physical therapy. And like, she had just like wonderful cheerleader energy that I like couldn't help but respond to. I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I also, to my great disappointment as a human being, found out I'm a little sexist and I am much more likely to try something that requires strength if there's a man who's going to help me. Like if if she brings in a team of women, I'd be like, nah, dog. Because like, I'm so big and I'm sorry, women are tiny. Yeah, no, I feel you. So like, imagine like- I'm zero help to anyone. Exactly. But you know what? Hmm. They train nurses who are tiny like you to be able to move giant bodies like mine. Like judo, like you. No, seriously, yeah, they would sometimes use my weight against me uh-huh. to do to like move me wherever they wanted me. Right. And like it was really crazy. Like I got ragdolled. There was one nurse tech named Stephanie who was amazing, um, and she, God, she went to Florida right when I left. But she's super cool. Mm. Um, so she could. She could, remember I said before, changing me was like a six-person operation. Mm. Four of those people were just holding me, like, up Mm -hmm. to, like, make sure. Because I couldn't, I couldn't roll over by myself. She didn't need that. She just did it by herself. like, I got this. No, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, she could ragdoll me around that bed. It was crazy. Yes. Um, So I was too fucked up to sit up. Lindsay was super helpful. Um, uh, so at that point in time, I was getting rejected by rehab hospitals because they were too complicated. And then Mary Freeman was like, yeah, we're going to take this on. Mm-hmm. So at the end of January, oh, doctor fight. Sorry, I also forgot. We weren't sure if my nerve damage was because of um, the proning, as mm-hmm. Dr. Vandenberg was very confident of. And turns out he was right. So mm-hmm. if you're in Grand Rapids, ask for Dr. Vandenberg or Dr. Hort. Um, but anyway, um, the doctors from the neurology department, um, said that my injuries were unknown to them and they thought it was from my Wegner's eating my nerves. And so they made me do 16 rounds of chemotherapy. 16, (laughs) right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So normally I do 500 milliliters, wait two weeks, do 500 milliliters for an infusion. This time I did 1000 milliliters every week, no weeks off. So it basically amounts to, and it was 4,000, four weeks total. So it's basically 16 rounds of chemo, Um, which is why I have so many bald patches. I've lost a lot of hair. I continue to lose hair. Not a big deal. Um, If you're ever in a position where your illness is taking your hair away, like, people are going to act like it's a big deal. Surprise. It's actually not a big deal. Don't let it hurt your feelings. It does not fucking matter. Your hair will grow back. Um, my, I look like shit right now. I've made my peace with that. Um, it doesn't matter. Wigs are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so I go to Mary Freebed. At Mary Freebed, you are expected to do three hours of physical therapy a day. It is not a joke. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that physical therapy is stuff like they make you see... Um, speech pathologists um i sat i sat down multiple times with um oh what's the like a psychotherapist somebody sure. to make sure you weren't like being traumatized by your disease mm. um fun fact i was <laughs> i am uh, yeah <laughs> i am absolutely i have ptsd now yeah um and uh, i am very alarmed by the i'm like i can't i'm probably agoraphobic now to an extent yeah. like i'll never go back into society Ugh. like we're never doing a live show yeah um so yeah um so i did really well they got me to the point where i could stand with a walker and pivot 
um, my feet um, drop so I can't I have to like tie my shoes like the toes of my shoes I had to tie them with ace bandages to my shins Mm. so I could walk at all Um, but you know we made progress Um, and then they were like okay this is as far as we can get you it's March 9th go home and I was like on it folks thanks Um, I got home and immediately discovered that I was not strong enough to use any of my furniture it was all too low to the ground Um, fortunately they had taught me a skill called slide boarding (laughs) That sounds fun. It is, actually. See the boards next to you that you were holding? Oh. Those are slide boards. Slide boards are pieces of wood that you jam under your ass, and then you use what you can of your legs to push you across, like sliding from a chair. Like, I would slide from my wheelchair to the commode or to a couch, whatever. Mm. Um, So when I got home, uh, the, the recliner that I'm sitting in, I couldn't get out of. Sure. Um, and so I had this slide board, but to go to my wheelchair directly, it was too sharp of an angle. It was practically vertical. Mm. Um, so I had to slide board from this chair to a folding chair, from a folding chair to one of our dining room chairs and the dining room chair to my Man. wheelchair. Wow. <laughs> and I couldn't walk more than 20 feet at a time. Mm-hmm. And like 20 feet, I'd have to like... <sighs> Mm-hmm. So now I can walk like 80 to 100 feet at a time and I have, yeah. right, it's way better. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have, um, I have something called AFOs, um, which means something foot orthotics. Um, they are um, hideous. They look like giant Mrs. Claus boots. Like they're just big white boots basically mm. with steel sides. Um, and they're inside a shoe that's actually super cool. It's called a billy shoe. You can look them up. Like billy, like a billy goat. Mm-hmm. Um, the toe zips away. So, like, oh. you can, like, it looks like it's all laced up. Like, when you look down, you can kind of see. Do you see the zipper? Yes. So, I don't have a left hand. I can't right. I can't lace and I can't um, tie up my own shoes. But I can grab a zipper and pull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I was able to put those on. Um, I can get myself on and off of a commode, not a toilet. Can't use a toilet yet. Mm. Um, so my husband's having a great time. (laughs) Um, things are gnarly. Like I can't lie. Um, things are still not okay. It's probably going to take a year and a half or so for me to get better. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that was further complicated by, Mm. um, I was home for five days and then I had two strokes. They're ischemic strokes, which I don't quite know what that means. I don't really understand strokes as well as I should. Um, but yeah, so I had two strokes. Um, I was very, very fortunate that while the stroke events themselves were sudden and the stroke as it was in my brain was a super large blood clot in my brain. Mm. Like, I don't know, probably about the size of my four knuckles. Like, it was pretty big. Um, like guys, if you can picture like a fist without a thumb, it was roughly that size, like no palm, no thumb. That was roughly how big the blood clot. Mm, I don't know. I guess we could call it like a tampons worth of blood clot. (laughs) We've all seen that. I mean, a lot of us have anyway. I mean, most of us. Yeah. Y'all can imagine. Um, so I had the two strokes, two stroke events, one stroke in my brain. Um, and I was super lucky that I'm 34. Yeah. If you're going to do all this, do it in your thirties, guys. Um, I have the ability and some of the energy to come back from these. So Dan and I were eating dinner and I was telling him because it was six o'clock. I was like, I'm starting to get tired. I'd like to go downstairs. But what came out was Um, I had been holding the notebook that you see in front of me at the Mm -hmm. time. And Dan looked at me and he's like, are you fucking kidding? And I said, no. So here is where I had a stroke. 314, 2020. 
one. Wow. Uh, I see like 20. I missed a zero there. Um, so um, I was writing things to Dan that things are not okay. Like I'm scared. Um, worn plus yeah. size. Tell them that I'm plus size so yeah, they yeah, should yeah. plan on a bigger body. Um, and then I turned the page and I said, because he was like, what were you saying? And I said, after this, I want to go downstairs. He asked me to smile. I, my my face was not level. So uh-huh. like ha- my left side of my face wouldn't respond because yeah, the clot was on my right side. That is one of the things that you should do if you are with someone who you suspect. Yes. If you're having a stroke, having... it's called FAST, F-A-S-T. So you want to check their face. Is it level? Uh-huh. Um, a is, are they acting normal? S is um, smile. smile. Yes, yeah. have them smile or speech, either or. or. Speech. Yeah. So my speech was coming out like Porky Pig. Mm-hmm. Um, and then T is... Anyway, it's the f- some of our nurses. Guys, um, nurse friends like Shannon, could you guys tell us in the group or how to tell if somebody's Google, having a stroke? Google yeah. stroke science. Yes, exactly. They're, how to yeah. test. Because we're... I mean, all of us are going to get older. Yeah. This is shit you should know. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so you can see, like, I was still writing at the time. Yeah. I was writing in cursive, no less. <laughs> um, I was telling, like, Dan, like, I was able, like, Dan was like, oh, Jesus Christ. He was looking for his phone and he was kind of panicking. Yeah. And so I was like, call 911. I handed him my phone. And I was like, I was mentally present enough to do all that. Yeah. And then the cops come in. God bless, God bless my police officers. Um, they have been so good to me. I am such a frequent flyer. <laughs> <laughs> They have picked me up. They have picked me up off the floor. They have come to check if I had a stroke. They, they've they just been great. Um, you know, like, we still feel about cops the way we feel hey. about cops. But also they've done me some good turns, and I'm grateful. Personally, I am super it. grateful to a lot. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But if you feel like you don't want to thank cops, you go ahead and you do that, because that is probably correct for you. <laughs> Um, so, um, we got into the hospital, I was back into the ER and we pumped something called TPA, which is a blood thinning medication to stop me from having further strokes. Yeah. (laughs) Had another stroke event while I was at the hospital. I was trying to say Charlize Theron and, um. (laughs) Which is difficult for anyone to say. Theronist, yes. I honestly (laughs) kind of think I didn't have a stroke there, but everybody was panicking and I was saying something unusual. Yeah, because they had a show, they had a movie on in my ER room. And it was the long shot with Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron. <laughs> and I was like, this is such a weird movie to like have on right now. Like this is like, I know. It's, I love how you're going to have those little like pop culture touchstones of like, forever. oh yeah, this is the movie I was <laughs> struck here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's how things But like, happen. I don't, I really I don't think I was having a stroke. Don't tell Maybe me. Not. Dan's convinced I was. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Um, but anyway, Theron I was with a, it. Is a hard name to say. Yes. When um, the um, when the EMS people came into our house earlier, I couldn't. I wasn't strong enough to get out of my chair. Yeah. And they were like, "What are we gonna do?" And like they started to panic. Uh-huh. I was like, "Bring me my slide board, peasants." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" Because <laughs> they like you board. had never heard of it. Yeah. And so I I slide boarded right from my chair into their stretcher, and they were like, "Huh, maybe we should get one of these." And I was like, "Yes, yeah, son, maybe you should." Fucking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're good things to have. Um. I'm going to take you right to the Olympics. So, um, <laughs> gosh, I've been monologuing for an hour. That's Forgive okay. me. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Um, so um, I'm actually afraid to not be talking now. Yeah. Because the only way people could tell I was having a stroke was when my talking was fucked up. Yeah. So, like, I, I and you saw this during dinner. Jen and I ate dinner before uh, we started recording. I would look over at Dan and be like, am I okay? Yeah. And I would say, what I'm asking him is, like, am my I face. making sense? Is my face level? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so... Um, I am 
fucking terrified yeah. of everything mm-hmm. right now. Um, if I have another stroke, I could lose mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I am, once you have a stroke, you are much more likely to have more strokes. Yeah. And I have hypercoagulable blood. Yeah. My blood clots Get like fucking champions. Um, so that's why I had, um, the Wegner's makes your blood hypercoagulable. Another Mm -hmm. fun thing about my super rare disease. Uh, I also discovered I have a fun little hole in my heart. Okay. (laughs) Yep. This Um, might as well happen. (laughs) That's literally what I said. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Fine. Actually, a lot of people, like one in five people have the same hole. Um, so what happens is during development, as the chambers of your heart develop, um, there's something called a PFO, like... I don't remember exactly what it stands for, but but for enunciation's sake, um, Penguin Factory Outlet, PFO. Okay. And a PFO is a window, effectively, between the top two chambers of your heart. Mm -hmm. And so what happened to me, blood clot from my leg shot up into my heart, Mm -hmm. could have gone heart or lungs, and then it went through the little window and got swirled in that upper chamber and then enough pressure built up behind it that it shot up into my brain nothing but net um so we have to we had to have a quick little surgery i don't know if you can see the divot in my neck do you see that like so it looks like somebody just ever so popped a hole in me um so that is a catheter surgery um i have a lot of catheter surgeries where they just pop a hole in my neck and like like you know throw a straw in me um i've like um they were like okay we're gonna do a surgery i was like what kind of surgery? And they're like, oh, it's a catheter surgery. And I looked at them and I was like, good, so we'll just do a local, right? And they were like, yeah, it's a local anesthetic. I was like, great, prick and burn, let's do it. And they were like, wow, have you had this before? And it's like, like eight Suddenly, times. Suddenly you're the, the one being like, scalpel. <laughs> yeah, no. I actually always try and stay awake from my surgeries because low-key anesthesiologists kill fat people all the time. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I like to see what's going on in there. I was like, also, you're a big creep. Yeah, yes, I am. That's very important. <laughs> but do you see all the little like divots on my chest? Uh-huh. All those little holes. Yeah. Every single one of those is a new hole they popped in to do some sort of surgery. Wow. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so um, I had, I've had i had catheter, you know, neck surgery like that to, like, go to my heart or lungs mm, six or seven times. No big deal. Yeah. Um, so I had, I had another one. They put a, it's a filter, mm-hmm. not like a coffee filter. It looks like a shuttlecock. Oh, okay. Like a badminton yeah. shul- shuttlecock. Yes. And they just... I know what a shuttlecock right. is. Right. Well, you're not the only one listening to this. Man. So <laughs> they ran it through my major arteries until they got down above uh, my left knee and they left it there because that's where the blood clots are forming is behind my gotcha. left knee because I don't move that side as well Yeah. on account of the nerve damage and the strokes. There is a filter there. That should stop further strokes. They've also put me on um, Coumadin, which is a very common blood thinner. Uh, mm. Warfarin is also a common blood thinner. Same thing, generic. Um, and I am on hella fucking Coumadin. So to fight my hypercoagulable blood, therapeutic Coumadin, where like most people are safe, means that you have an INR between two or three. Okay. My last blood test, my INR is like 3.8. <laughs> So, like, effectively, my blood is almost a gas. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not scientifically accurate, but for the sake of humor, you know. Um, it's yeah. just vapor. Yeah. That's, face. remember when you were like, oh, I'm going to go get a dinner to cut this pork loin. And I was like, oh, I can't get a knife. Uh-huh. I'm not allowed to touch knives. 
literally i'm not allowed yeah, to touch okay. knives <laughs> i i also can't go up and down stairs uh-huh. and i'm not allowed to stand up unless dan's with me yeah. like i can't just like stand up from this chair until yeah. like i call dan down yeah um i had to get a um ramp up to my house uh-huh. um which was like twelve hundred dollars uh we had to install a stair lift that was eight thousand yeah. insurance does not pay for any of that it's all out of pocket cost this is not me telling you guys to like do a gofundme please do not no. um we just aren't going to hawaii anytime soon yeah i was gonna go to hawaii Goddamn. it's fine um i can't go anywhere anyways because i kind of i have to have dialysis every day so <sighs> someday someday once someday. i get my kidney transplant yeah. absolutely um so gosh this has been so much do you have any questions about stuff that happened? I know you were here for a lot of it and you got a lot of live updates. In and out. Um, it was I... pretty. In- so I really, um, I know that this is not necessary. Like I know that in my frontal brain, mm-hmm. but I do want to tell you I'm sorry. <laughs> like I basically shit on everybody's Thanksgiving and a little bit on everybody's Christmas. Oh yeah. I mean, but like, that's okay yeah <laughs> i was no i just feel bad like especially for the people who really wanted to see me but because of covid protocols weren't yeah. allowed to like my father didn't get to see me yeah until like two weeks before i left the hospital the mm-hmm. first time so because um for a long time because of covid was so bad yeah you could not have two visitors just yeah, one just so one my mom was allowed day. to come up but not my dad. Right. And I uh, I saw you once. Yes. You know. On a day that Dan couldn't be there. Because if you yeah. came, Dan could not. Exactly. So you got to see me once. Uh, my friends Mallory and Angie got to see me. But loads of other people were like, oh, can I come see you? Can I yeah. visit you? And I was like, you literally cannot. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, and like, I just, I'm really sorry that I ruined Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's my like second favorite holiday. It was, but you know what? Um, it was like, uh somehow your your mind knew ahead of time because we had like our own little thanksgiving dinner yeah um, oh that's true you me and danny sat down and had thanksgiving dinner yeah, with we Dan. Had it like a month before a little premonition on my part yeah you know what it really was huh jenny o Tur- turkeys were on sale right <laughs> yes <laughs> that's i can't really take credit um but yeah so um yeah um i do want to thank everybody who prayed for me and called me and sent up good vibes and spells and like you guys came out of the woodwork to support mm-hmm. me. And, like, especially the podcast group was a huge part of that. Dan was really blown away. Mm-hmm. He felt um, very supported and heard at a, what was probably the most difficult time of his life. Like, this all happened to my body, but it did not happen to me. Yeah. It happened to you guys. Yeah, but like mostly person, Dan. <laughs> right, especially Dan. The people who were holding the trauma here, mm-hmm. like, my trauma is that I'm afraid something worse is going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a fifth roll of the dice in me. Yeah. You guys almost buried me. Like, Dan was like, I don't know if she wants to be cremated or not. Yeah, we were... Spoiler alert, I do not. I would like to be taxidermied. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Turn me into a kegerator, please. <laughs> Pull me out and I want to go to every single party. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen, fine. Turn fine. me into a tiara. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, if you could taxidermy me in a way that looks good. It's got to be tasteful. Right. <laughs> Tits up for Jesus. Favorite red dress. <laughs> in fact, I would like a boob job for the taxidermy. Yeah, and also not? get rid of my second chin. Make me cute. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so this was a lot. It was a lot. It was. I mean, it's been a. It's been 
It's been a lot. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, I am greatly affected. Um, if there's anything that you can, like, do about this, like, yeah, what can I do to support Kate Reed? Please tell the people in your life to get vaccinated. Yep. I am terrified of getting COVID again. I do not survive COVID the next time. Yeah. If there's another killer strain out there, guess who's going to fucking die? It's me. It's me. Spoiler alert. I almost didn't make it this time. When I heard about... Oh, going back to our Omicron pin. Mm -hmm. Um, So Omicron came out like December 2018th, somewhere in there. Like I had just gotten out of the coma and I was watching the news and they had the story about this new thing, this new strain. Yeah. I burst into tears. Yes. I am not a crier. Like, I will rage cry at, like, when I'm furious. Uh-huh. But, like, I was just, like, inconsolable about oh, yeah. crumb. Yeah. Like, what do you even, what? I, yeah. it's, it it's just keeps coming. I really it just need, keeps coming. I need it to stop. If people would get vaccinated, it wouldn't have so many opportunities to mm-hmm. evolve. And yeah. maybe we could stop it. I just, frankly, could not give less of a shit about people's religious uh, qualms about it. Like, I... I, I get them and I respect them. I don't. But I think I a don't little bit they're them. fake. A little bit I think it's fake. I'm sorry. I grew up in the church. Well, I don't respect it. Well, so people are like, well, you know, there's stem cells in that. Bitch, there is stem cells in tons. They use everything. Right. We have been using the same set of stem cells to develop every new medication. Shout out to Henrietta Lacks. Amen. That has been developed since like 1974. Yeah. Like Tums. Yeah. Rolaids. Like yep. every, like if you have fast acting Tylenol in your house that has like the pills with the little like holes in it so it gets into your system faster, that was developed using stem it's cell research. It's not religious, it's political, and I'm sorry I will not be taking any comments about it. It's fine. <laughs> totally fine. This is, <laughs> I will be the, the mean one. That's you fine. You can be nice Could and understanding. You be the mean one? So I will there, a be lot a of people who took great care it. of me and loved me a whole lot uh-huh. still aren't vaccinated. Yeah. And like, get right. I with, would love for them to get right because I right with me, can't write. You gotta, <laughs> Jen will fight you in the alley. Um, no, like I can't. So Easter's coming up, and it's the first holiday where I could like go home and see my folks. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Because my mom's siblings won't be vaccinated, and neither were their children. I have one cousin who's vaccinated. Two I... cousins who are so. How do you know, how do you, how are you related to someone who goes through all of this and you're still like, mm, but Jesus says that I don't have to. It's, but it's not Jesus. Jesus hasn't come up in any of our conversations. Oh, okay. I've called all of them personally and been like, will you get vaccinated? Yeah. And uh, for a while, some of them said yes. Um, and then Seth, <laughs> his wife, Dino, listens to this so she can tell Seth that I'm ratting on him here. Um, still not vaccinated and like I can't go home. Like yeah. I can't go home to a family vacation. How do you do that? Or family holiday. How do you live like that? I'm sorry. No, it's like <laughs> I don't know. Like I still love them so much, like I'm not even gonna be mad about it. Like I don't have the energy to be mad at anybody right I now. Do. I know, I will let you <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly um, honestly fuck you if you no. still haven't gotten vaccinated. Shut up, be nice to my cousin. Please don't <laughs> listen to this podcast if right. you're not vaccinated. Right, we right, don't right. want to entertain no. you. <laughs> No, I mean, like, unless you well, have like a very people, valid medical reason. Yes, there That's are it. medical reasons. For example, my mother's minister just got the booster shot yeah. and she ended up in the ER for two days. I know someone, yeah, I've met someone who had like went into severe anaphylaxis. Yes. So, course. like, there are legitimate there reasons. There are legit reasons. Please don't let them be political. You know, if you're, if yeah. you're making the decision about politics, please just get vaccinated. I promise we're not putting microchips in you. No. Or like Bill Gates' semen. I read somebody. Bill I th- Gates is semen. 
A thousand percent yes. Oh, good So Lord. my favorite subreddit right now is Insane People on Facebook, and it's all like oh, these one. crazy conspiracy theories. Uh-huh. And yeah, one woman legitimately sent out this thing saying oh. the vaccine is really just Bill Gates' semen that they're injecting into your arm. Like that, I'm if you look like... at the in- injection, it's clearly not semen. Like I don't think she's ever seen a penis, that woman. Oh. It's not what semen looks like. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Also, if it were, like, a microchip, how are they keeping it charged? Also, that's, like, a lot of semen. Like, my man was busy. <laughs> Got blisters for days. Just, like, just that's really f- doing the work. He yeah. really earned his billions, if that's, that's the right. case. Oh, I had a dollar. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's the insane people on Facebook that subreddit is uh, pretty fucking great. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend. Um, so Jen, this podcast is definitely not, this podcast is real sick. Um, I'm I'm, sorry, everybody. We did intend to like do the cryptids episode. It's going to happen. We promise. Um, Jesus, sorry. Um, but I know you guys wanted to know, and I haven't been able to like put it all out there about everything, you know, like all in one place. It's been very disjointed. Sometimes Dan was handling communication on my Facebook page. Sometimes I was handling the communication. I was radio silent the entire time. As is standard for you. You're a Facebook lurker, not a commenter. I'm a lurker. And also, when I'm having a bad time, when I'm having a bad time, you will not hear from me. That's true. Jen goes to the ground. I go radio silent, and that's how you know it's real bad. Whereas I take it right to the streets. Like, if I'm having a thought, you guys are going to hear it. (laughs) I'm, like, usually, like, I'll put out a, I'll put out, like, a silly meme or a, yeah. I'll, send, I'll send you tiktok videos that's my love language we do uh, share a lot of tiktok videos I'm, shout out to tiktok <laughs> for getting me through this disease the series of diseases it's been a lifeline uh and yeah if you don't hear from me at all it's because i don't want to talk to anyone right yeah jen just shuts right the fuck up like yeah. mm, shut down can't talk yep. sits with her cat yeah yeah so that was that was I my process strategy. out loud. That was I I did not participate in Terrors for Kate because I was like, no, this is too real for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like dying. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. That's cool. Um and I, I know you have a tiara. It's not like I have a tiara, yeah. I gave it to you. I wore it. I've I have two I have multiple tiaras. That's true. The, um Yes. We'll have a tiara party soon. We should. A little Bridgerton style tiara Woo! party. Yeah. So that's where we're, things right. are looking up. Uh. Things, yes. Please. Um, so I still have the Wegners. Obviously, I'm no longer in a coma, just in case anybody needs that spelled out. Surprise, um, The C. diff is gone. Uh, I'm no longer bleeding rapidly from my ass. Um, apparently, one of the clots that came out of me was a foot long. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So that's a fun fact. Okay. Um, this was, this podcast is medically graphic. It was just like as long as my intestines, which makes perfect sense because of all the bleeding. I need you to stop. Oh. <laughs> Deal. So no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm medically stable. I am on plenty of blood thinners to stop me hopefully from having another stroke. We are going to go in and have a little surgery uh, to close up that heart hole. Just a cute little surgery. Just a cute little neck surgery. Not a big deal. Pinch and a burn. Who yeah. cares? It's fine. You I can do it yourself. At this I point. would love to, but no one. I literally, every time I try to like make them, because they can move that table that you you're on all over the OR. You don't need a scalpel. Okay. It's a, it's like a corkscrew that they drive into your neck. Uh-huh. And then they follow behind with this, um, it's like a braided wire. 
so that they can direct it. But I can feel it like the ridges of the braided wire across the edge of my neck hole. Like, dun, 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 dun. <sighs> and I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to be able to feel that, guys. And they're like, Ooh, you are not. Have some more drugs. It's fine. I'm fine. These are not the things that terrify me. Yes. Like, having another stroke fucking terrifies me. Right. Um, if I lose my brain power... Um, or like I could end up a vegetable that Dan has to take care of for the rest of his life. I don't want that. Um, so yeah, no, I'm okay though. Like worry about me, but not like extra. Like it's not the normal amount. Right. Just like mm, she's got a really rare autoimmune disorder and there is a global pandemic. Like that level of worry. Okay. I'm sorry this has taken so long. Um, thank you for those of you who prayed for me and put up vibes and did spells and, you know, shared, uh, that phone number for people in Denmark to call. There were two, two guys called me from Denmark. Uh, um, Claudia called from Denmark. Um, we, you know, friend of the show. Um, so, um, yeah, I just love you guys a lot and Mm -hmm. thank you for pulling me through and making me like, um, you cannot question Mm -hmm. how much love um poured out for me and i'm just eternally grateful um i uh i hope to do well by you guys by living well and doing my best to heal Mm -hmm. i keep threatening to walk the appalachian trail might do it okay (laughs) right now i could definitely i you know what right now right now Uh i could walk the width of the appalachian trail yeah about four feet across yeah (laughs) um but no yeah i might just like walk through virginia out of spite like do the Shenandoah Valley. That, mm. Shenandoah Valley. Is Thank you. That was not a stroke. That like was just a, a really hard thing to word. say. Shenandoah Valley. Shenandoah Valley. Oh, Shenandoah. <laughs> I only know the part that's in the Oregon Trail. I don't know any other words. The Oregon Trail. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. This yeah. podcast is medically disgusting. Um, I'm okay. That's the takeaway. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm getting better every day. Um, I have a physical therapist who saw me the 11th. I had the stroke on the 14th. So he saw me Friday. I stroked out Sunday night. Uh-huh. And then he saw me, the same guy came back Friday okay. and reevaluated me to start physical therapy again. And he's like, the stroke, you're the only person I've seen have a stroke who the stroke made them better. <gasps> oh. So like, I, like he <laughs> saw me before. I was sitting in this chair. I couldn't do much more than rock. Yeah. Um, and then this time he was like, oh, can you stand up? And I stood right up from my chair. I didn't have to hold on to the walker. Ah. Um, so he was like, did the stroke give you powers? Like what You're happened? Like spider. I guess. <laughs> um, so I'm just but like, I'm afraid of having another stroke because yeah. I could. Yeah. And then losing all that uh-huh. and like losing my bragging rights. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. That is the takeaway. Mm-hmm. How, how do we end this? Is that what we're I guess, yeah. How do we stop talking now? <laughs> All right. We're, I'm fucking done. There's are, no more to that story right now. Yeah, that, that story is done. Uh, we are back. We are... Expect a new episode every fortnight. Yes. <laughs> unless we don't. And that's okay. Right. Unless I have another story. <laughs> Um, I don't know what's going to happen medically. It could interrupt the show at any time. And I'm sorry about that. Um, I feel like I've interrupted the show thrice. Oh, that's fine. The third (laughs) one was the worst one. I did try and get Jen to come into the hospital on multiple occasions to record with me. And like it always just, she agreed. I almost, I almost went, yeah. Yeah. Um, It it just didn't work out um, Mm. in terms of like visitors and like playing that game. So Um, we tried. We really tried for you guys. Getting back to this um, has been a goal. Because uh, you guys matter to me and I want to keep producing a dope show for you. Yeah, and I wanted to make you happy. 
Thanks. <laughs> All right. And with that, uh, we are off like a prom dress. See you guys later. Uh, and until next time. Stay medically stable, motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>